All right. Thanks for joining everybody. Mortgage professionals, friends. Uh, we're glad to have you on. I'm going to dive right in here. Um, as we know, it's uh, what, June? Was it today? June 3rd? Yeah, June 3rd. These days just sort of yeah. like kind of fly by, but also just, you know, it's it's a crazy time that we're in. Um, what are your thoughts on the new product? Let's talk about that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I personally think it came a little quicker than than I expected. I think we expected maybe the delay to be a little bit longer. Right. Um, nothing I'm surprised about is, is, you know, the products that we are offering uh, is touching a little bit of every non-QM kind of aspect that's out there. Right. Uh, it's not just business bank statements. It's not just personal. Um, you could do both for 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 the for the bank statement program. You could do twelve or twenty four months. Right. Um, you know, a couple of years ago it was just twenty four months. Right. Uh, and just so. personal, I think too. Yeah, right. Exactly. And then business finally came out, and it was like, yes, we can do mm-hmm. business bank statements. And then it sort of evolved, but yeah, yeah, keep going. So you, you you know the mix of product and yeah, mix of product uh, came back strong. Um, LTVs came back strong, you know, minimum FICO, mm-hmm. um, 680, you know, a lot of things were thrown around, maybe 700, 720, uh, just a lot of different aspects of, of the guidelines and the LTVs and, and the rates, mm-hmm. the rates surprised me big time, uh, probably more so than, than the other two guidelines of the matrices, uh, because they're so competitive. I mean, they're not where they were, you know, in February, March, but, right. but they're definitely maybe in December, uh, and late November, those kind of rates. So, yeah. Talk to me about, I know you've been pricing in the last two or three days, mm-hmm. pricing some loans. What are the, the rates that you've been throwing out there, roughly? Uh, and their par rates are close to par, I think the eighth cost or something, right? Yeah, so like four nine, I quoted one today, this morning was at 499 nice. um, That was a uh, uh, owner-occupied purchase, so that's pretty strong for, for we were looking at 75 LTV. Right. Um, um, the the max rate for investment is six and a half, so you can't even go higher than six and a half, that's which... Great. Which, if you were to ask, last year, 20, 2019, rates were in the eights still, sevens, yeah. eights. So you're talking about a revitaliz- revitalization of non-QM, right. and it's still ranging from four and a half to six and a half. Yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. I was surprised by the rates too when, yeah. when uh, we, we got this product rolled out. Um, very, very cool. So, I mean, that's one thing that I would say anyone listening, if they want to call and just dive into the rates right away, because you'd be surprised, right? You think people, I think have seen kind of some of the competitors come out with some rates and they're in the high sixes, sevens, uh, right now in non QM 2.0. And, um, we're, we're very stoked to say that like, literally we've come out with a product that's, that you can be proud of selling, right. And you can be proud as a broker to, to offer it to, you know, to your borrower, um, you know, I think the, there's definitely prepayment penalties on the DSCR mm-hmm. stuff, two and three year. Um, but um, let's talk about the investment property product, the DSCR, because uh, that product, from what I understand, when it went away completely and no one had it, it was it was like the the one thing you would get calls on. I mean, because we didn't shut down during this whole time. It's been pretty slow as far as, you know, getting loans in because mm-hmm. of that, because of what's going on. But um Talk to like what do you what even what do you know? What are the top three things that you think are good about the DSCR product? A common question I go with the DSCR uh, product is uh, can you do cash out? Yeah. And our ability to do cash out is one of those that commonly surprises the brokers that call in or my loan officers are like, hey, can, do you have a DSCR product? Yes. Can you do cash out? Yes. And they're like, okay, great. Can you go to ninety LTV? No. No. But you know, before <laughs> we could, you could only go to seventy percent cash out anyways, and right. now it's sixty. So. I mean, is it going to take a month to get back to 65, 70, two months? You know, 
the kid, people, yeah. Have, yeah, people have to pay their rent uh, nationwide. And I think once we get the numbers back from from, from that, uh, a lot of the metrics might change pretty drastically in a positive trend. But yeah, it's it's we could do purchase, refi, cash out, and and the the fact that we could do all three um, with some restrictions, you know. But the fact that we could do all three is is very nice. It's nice. It's huge. Yeah. So you were talking about people need to pay their rent. That's that is a huge question. I think mm-hmm. that. You know, mortgage brokers and what we're dealing with, you know, on the front lines, talking to people like, are they in forbearance? Are they in a deferment? You know, are they getting cash flow on their rental properties? Do you know, like on this new product, what kind of what the standard is or what we need? What's the requirement? Like VOEs, are they back to work? We go through that real quick, kind of what what your thoughts are or what the the restrictions are for that. Like someone had a forbearance. Yeah, I'll start with the DSCR product. Yeah, for the forbearance aspect, um, if they were paying through their forbearance or if they're current, then they could, you know, reapply or for a refi or purchase. Um, if they're just coming out of the forbearance and they need to make three payments yep. uh, before they start the transaction, um, which, which, you know, which that's not bad because exactly. I can imagine, you know, you haven't paid your mortgage for three months or for a few months and, and uh, you might, most people will be like, we need 12 months of payment history. Right. Perfect. So you're saying, you're saying it's, Three, mo- three months after they started making, so they need to make three payments consecutively Correct. once they're out of their forbearance. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, and then you can start the next transaction. So, and I, one thing I for the DSCR product that the guidelines really point out is they give a lot of weight to the lease and mm-hmm. whether you're collecting your rent mm-hmm. for a purchase or refi. Obviously, as we were mentioning, if people weren't paying their rent. You know, you're not getting that revenue, which makes perfect sense for this time. Right. You know, is this going to be the case in two, three months? Like I said before, most likely not. We're going to see probably increased LTVs and and the the overlays might be coming off sooner than we think. That's good. Yeah. Um, What else on the DSCR uh, have you seen? I know it's I think one in and one point one five is the uh, minimum cash flow. Correct. Um, Is there? Is there anything else that's kind of different from the last product that we had? Uh, yeah, the one point one five is the big one. Um, it's it's qualifying on the on the full payment PITIA. Um, um, the cash out limits are structured around how how much a debt services. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's a if, if it's below fifty percent loan of value, you, you could add up to another hundred thousand dollars cash in hand. If you're below. 50 LTV, then you're capped at 150K cash in hand. Okay. So there's little specific overlays that, that are in the current program now. Um, but the big one is the 1.15 DSER, I That's would good. say. Yeah. So you can do cash out and you right. can do interest only, right? Yes, you could do IO. There's a 30-year fixed product and a 30-year fixed IO product, which I know, as you mentioned, we're, we're hopefully, hopefully adding a, possibly a 40-year 40 IO. 40-year, that'd be, that'd be awesome, yeah. Right, that's, which, that's which we hope to pay. On it. the tarmac, but, you know, it's not taken off yet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's yeah. certainly something that we want to bring back is, is the 40-year fix with the 10-year IO. Right. And the fact um, that brokers could offer this program again to their to their clients mm-hmm. that's not hard money that's right. not you know points and, and on top of origination and you know the 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 rates like i said the max rate is six and a half still yeah so i think i saw one price yeah. out of 4.875 right on a dscr i don't think right. it was interest only but it was still at smoking rates yeah and especially because a month ago you were doing hard money at 10 percent or whatever that was so, right yeah. right actually that's not a bad idea origination idea is to go Talk to some hard money people, mm-hmm. see if you can get some of those referrals, get them out of those 10% rates, maybe even do some lists, some title company lists, 
and get those those high interest rates and call on those people and I'll offer them this, especially if the LTVs are low, right? And exactly. What's the max loan amount on uh, DSCR? Uh, I think it's two million. It's yeah. awesome, right. and you know that's also another thing is like you know we're a jumbo, super jumbo lender. Right. Uh, it's the million dollar mortgage experience. At least we can go to two million, mm-hmm. and we're trying to go higher, and and that's going to come as time goes on. So right. keep checking back with that for the product. Um, what about one of the things that I always loved? One of the products was asset depletion or utilization. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. What are like the top three things that are different or you know the same on that? Uh, one big thing is with one of our options, option three, is you could add your asset um, accounts to your bank statement income. Oh, yeah. So you could do a combination of bank statement income plus asset income. That's huge. Which is huge because a lot of people were, especially self-employed borrowers, were maybe missing that mark on their actual business income, but maybe had a million bucks in stock portfolio, what have you. We could still add that back in. That's cute. Starting That's awesome. from now, day one. Um, asset depletion is very aggressive still. It's mm-hmm. still divided by 84 months for us, which was what we were doing before this happened, mm-hmm. um, which turns out to be quite a significant add-on to your already monthly income. Right. And the percentages are, are if not right where they were before, but you actually get more like for a 401k, I think you get like up to 80% now. Nice. Uh, so it, there's a, that's one of my favorite programs that didn't really change much. Mm-hmm. And that will really benefit. I think that could benefit a lot of people, you know, starting from day one. So doing a quick example. So if someone wants to buy, a, say, a $2 million house and mm-hmm. they got to put down what? Uh, how much do you have to put down on the asset utilization? Uh, you have to put down 35%. Okay. So, so. quick math is, what is that? One five-ish? Right. You know, something like that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> not that per... I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah. one five, let's just say, and then um, if they have, yeah, we could do some math real quick, but yeah. uh, you just divide it by 84. So if they have two million in the bank or mm-hmm. a million in the bank, you just divide that by 84, then you put that on your 1003 as income. And then. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll do it on my phone real quick. Yeah. So yeah, let's say you have a million bucks in, in, a, in a cash portfolio, you know, divide that by 84 months, and you're adding $11,900 to your monthly income on top That's of your huge. bank statement income. Um, so, um, I know the Fannie Mae guideline is, you know, 1 million divided by 360 and then take another percentage of 70%, right. which equals to about like two grand. So yeah. you're, you're talking about nine grand difference that's for a, income. That's so. a huge plus in qualifying someone. Plus if someone has that much cash, their ability to repay is, is definitely there. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, what about, you, you, I don't know if we dove into the bank statements. Mm-hmm. Like you can, so you can do business bank statements and personal, right? right? Exactly. Um, and then I think there was something where you can combine different bank accounts, right? Like, yeah, you can. And that's one of the one of the things that also surprised me was the flexibility of the bank statement income, uh, and how it came back in terms of it says you could commingle, which means you could use personal or business. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of self-employed borrowers don't have just one account that they just consistently deposit their you know, their business income for, nor do they take out their, their expenses just out of the one account. So you could still blend your, your statements together. The expense factor is another thing that surprised me. I thought it was going to be really heavy, but we have a couple different options, a flat 50%. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a tiered option based if you're a service or product. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we can still go back to your CPA or your tax preparer or your licensed professional Mm -hmm. and say, hey, John, what's your actual expense factor? If it's reasonable, if it's 30%, if it's 35, if it's 47. Sometimes 50 doesn't make sense. So this gives you another avenue to 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 see more income than you used to. Yeah. Um, 
which is a game changer. Like I said, a couple years ago, it used to be just one way, personal bank statements. Mm -hmm. It's the only way you could do it. And then once the expense factors came out, it was, you know, 50% or it was 80% or it's just, it's, it's a game. It's, it's a difference now that you have so many options from the beginning. So it's, 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 great. it's almost like everybody just took a summer break. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, like, uh, the brokers that are calling you right now, are they, um, I'm sure a lot of them are just super busy with agency stuff, govy stuff. What is, what's kind of some of the questions people have? Are they nervous about getting back into non-QM? Like, is that, have you heard any of that? Like, I don't know, should I, I don't know if I'm going to do this because then you might just take the program away or like, is there any of that or is it people pretty just stoked to, yeah, to have non -QM yeah. back? My or? top guy, um, he, he said, you know, two years ago he was fully vested in non-QM. Now he has a good like mixture of realtor business plus, you know, conventional plus non-QM. Um, so he's, he's definitely not nervous about the products coming back. He, he was like, you know what, um, I've been in this before. I'm going to be in it, you know, for right. the future. Uh, it's just about getting that book restarted. Yeah. And I think a lot of loan officers are busy with their conforming conventional, right. their govy stuff that, all it's going to take is for them to turn the faucet back on and say, "All right, we're we're back with bank statements. Here's our here's our you know pool of what we could do. Here's mm -hmm. our toolbox. Let me go find certain customers to sell certain things to." Well, there's got to be mm -hmm. a, a little bit of I've had all these you know loans that I couldn't do, and I just sort of set them aside, waiting for mm -hmm. hopefully the day non-QM came back, and then I'm just going to work on these agency and government loans. And then, but now it's the words getting out and people are, you know, finding out that these products are back. So basically they just got to go back and, you know, right. open up some files and I'm acting like it's like the old days, you <laughs> yeah. know? but no, it's uh you know, email some of your clients, text them, say, you know, I can get you a, a great rate on non-QM. And, um, I think, I think the awareness just needs to get out there. Right. I mean, we're yeah. doing everything we can. I know you're calling brokers, right? So, so during the, the dark, the dark period, mm -hmm. which was the last few months when there was no non-QM really. Um, were you still getting calls from brokers asking about non-QM and, and were they asking like, Hey, call me right when it comes back or what was that like? Yeah, absolutely. We got, I got calls, you know, daily for sure in terms of, you know, what products do you have? What, yep. what are you working on? What's coming yep. and when are you launching it? So I had a whole folder in my email box, you know, people to contact as soon as, as soon as we relaunched uh, certain products. So that was one of the things is, you know, getting information back, back to the broker in terms of what we can offer now. Had a lot of phone calls this week of, of certain, certain program specifics or overlays that they need to watch out for. Um, it's all about communication and being able to know your product, which mm -hmm. I've always, you know, tried to do my best of. Because if you don't know your product, what are you, what are you trying to sell? But, right. um, and I think you know I, I have full belief in the broker business. Once you give them a tool, they're going to go sell it. You know, right. they're going to you know, any smart broker uh, yeah. will add it to their toolbox and conforming conventional, you know, realtors, non QM. It, you know, right. you should have it all. You know, why Especially you? right now with all the real estate activity that's sort of, I feel like it's surging. Like mm -hmm. there's a there's a bunch of demand. People coming out of this lockdown, thinking, you know, I I I don't want to be, you know, stuck in a place that has no backyard, or mm -hmm. I don't want to be ever again stuck in a place that doesn't have a pool, or you know, <laughs> yeah. or something that just that's two yeah. two bedroom, and I've got three kids, you know. Yeah. So that I think people are looking like. I got to get out, you know, or they're like, I'm, I'm happy here, but I just, maybe they're going through divorce. So mm -hmm. there's a, I know there's a lot of business that's coming mm -hmm. and there's going to be a huge need for non QM. I think realtors, 
It's going to be hard maybe for some realtors that went through the, the fallout of the non-QM because they were like, you know, I, I, what I'm curious is, is when someone gets a pre-approval letter and it doesn't say Wells Fargo or City mm, or Chase, right. if it says like, you know, John Maddox mortgage or whatever. Right. And it, right. And it doesn't say like, and if it says like, but it'll say 30 or fixed at least, you know? Mm-hmm. So you maybe leave out the rate on your pre-approval letter or something and just say 30 or fixed unlocked. And then, you know, the, the realtor may at that point not even ask, is it a non-QM loan? Um, you know, I think also realtors might be a little nervous about any kind of jumbo loans right now because there mm-hmm. was a big fallout of jumbo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the key is going to be, you know, just the, getting people to trust again that it's it's we're funding them, we're, you know, we can get these things done quickly. One good thing is right now, you know, pipeline's not extremely full yet. Mm-hmm. You know, we know it's it's coming. Uh, if you have non-QM loans, send them in, you know, get in there early. One awesome thing also is we got Jerry Tubbs back, right. which I'm fired up about Huge because mm-hmm. if you want to, um, I know some of your brokers probably talked to him to structure deals in the past and stuff like that, right? Like, Yeah, exactly about, you know, if, if the deal didn't work, how can we format it into one of our other programs? Um, right. and, and having his mind back, you know, he's already influenced so many files already in the last couple of days. Uh, that uh, it's it's a huge ad for any company, and so we're lucky to have them here at Fun Loans for sure. Yep. Um, what uh, let's see? So we have BSCR Bank Statements Business and Personal Asset Utilization, and a full doc loan product. Um, anything else on the COVID stuff? So like, if someone was in, you see, you touched on the forbearance, mm-hmm. um, and then back to work. Do we talk about that? If someone's, you know, how long do you have to be back to work? Yeah, it doesn't necessarily say, you know, back to work in terms of the overlays. Uh, They are asking for, you know, different things on written VOEs or your most recent pay stub, um, your bank statement showing your most recent, you know, uh, direct deposit. Uh, There's just a couple little tweaks for people who are W-2'd. If you're self-employed, it could be as easy as showing your most recent contract and your debit, you know, into your bank account. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's nothing that's too strenuous that, you know, I would have imagined it would be way more strenuous than what it is right. uh, especially with everything going on in the news and what you hear but uh but you know it's coming back in full force you know people wouldn't be lending if it wasn't a safe uh safe avenue right um so i think what's coming out now is has been tested has been cleared and uh is is pretty exciting to be able to offer those products definitely yeah all right so like what about jumbo prime that's the kind of the hot kind of secret not secret, but like unspoken topic that I think a lot of people are looking for is Jumbo Prime. Uh, a lot of places stopped doing it. Um, we're excited to bring it back. You know, Monday, probably the, the Monday right after this is airing, I think mm-hmm. if we can air this Friday, um, it'll, we'll at least be back with pricing. Um, what do you have any idea on kind of on rough, rough matrix? Like what's the max loan amount, stuff like that? Yeah, so what I've been reading, it's up to three million loan amounts. Uh, ADL TV for purchase refi, I think it's seventy five for cash out. We're looking at owner occupied second homes. Um, it's uh, that's that's the hot ticket for me as well. You know, non QM that jumbo A product. I really never used to push or market as much, to mm-hmm. be quite honest with you, because I've been focused on one hundred percent non QM last two years, but. When, you know, when Quicken Loans and other competitors, or not competitors, but Quicken Loans stopped doing their jumbo, or another right. company stopped doing their jumbo, um, 
this tool came up, you know, for us out of nowhere. Yeah, and it's I, an opportunity, I, right? Yeah, I'm really excited to be able to offer this product as well with the non-QM stuff. Um, be that one-stop shop for our brokers. You know, right. we offer, you know, super prime jumbo product, offer your non-QM jumbo product. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just another tool for AEs and the company and our broker relationships just to grow further and further. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a really great funnel, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if you if you submit a jumbo prime and you know as a loan officer, you don't always know every single thing about your borrower. Like All you right. think you do, but <laughs> you know I hate to say it, but sometimes they say buyers are liars and broke. You know it's just it's one of those things, and it's like you don't. Sometimes maybe they left it out because they thought then that would help them qualify, or right. and then you find out they've got you know child support or alimony or whatever it is. Yeah, that BK they, six years ago instead of seven. Yeah, something you know, mm-hmm. and they and they just maybe they didn't mean to tell you know they didn't mean to lie or they didn't really lie. They just let you know, just didn't remember whatever it is. But I remember there's times like that time you know throughout my career where that would come up and you'd be like ah oh, then you have to like resubmit the loan to a subprime back in the day you know subprime lender or something. But with this, you know, you get the loan in, and then if one of those things happens, you just move it over to non-QM. Exactly. Same lender. Same appraisal, same title. Everything's right there. Uh, We, you know, instead of, and I think our goal was always uh, to not have to like turn deny a loan. We just want to counter offer with a different product or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So we're excited about offering that product. I'm excited that you're excited. Um, You were saying the rates are going to be very competitive. yeah, Yeah, very competitive from what I've seen. Um, you know, of course the, you know, the, the pricing as far as like, you know, how much lender paid you can get, that's Mm -hmm. up for debate, I think right now. Um, but there will be some juice in there for, for some, you know, some lender paid stuff at some point, but, uh, Monday, yeah, I think that's coming Monday, so we'll see and hopefully we're right. But, uh, if not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. Yeah, that's great, man. For sure. All right. Uh, any other thing you want to, anything else you want to add? Like anything, any, any advice or tips for our brokers? Like when kind of approaching the non-QM again, 2.0, what, what to expect, I guess. Yeah, I think, uh, I think borrowers and it's, uh, are going to be as hungry for information now more, so, more than ever. Yeah. When there's so many different avenues for, to find news or find information about whatever you could be searching for. Um, if a broker or loan officer could be that key model in their life saying, hey, here's your information about the loan, about what I recommend, about everything around maybe mm-hmm. your house where you're looking to purchase. If you could be the subject matter expert in what you do, and that would be such a, a kind of relaxed moment for the borrower because there's so many things going on in the world. you know. Yep. And if so they could just things. not have to worry about their loan or their future loan or their dream house or the process about getting the loan, if you could just keep them up to date, stay informed, give them the best possible options, this is the time I think you you win relationships for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know they're going to have, there's going to be a lot of fallout right now. Like that. Mm-hmm. that's what I would do if I was in the loan officer chair. I would be going to look for the fallout, like mm-hmm. the the banks that aren't doing interest only anymore, the banks that aren't doing you know loan amounts up to two million, or um, they've just decided we're just we're not going to do it. You know mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna be um, stuck at one million or one and a half, or and then you know realtors too. I mean just 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 letting them know and letting other you know private um, private money people. Anyone else that out there that you think might have a restricted box, mm-hmm. you could go and offer your products to our products, but you know, now you have these products. So I think that's 
what I would do sitting in the loan officer chair, obviously, you know, if you're super busy with government and all that, you do it and get, you know, make hay while the sun is shining. But also because like what you just said to foster those relationships, those referral relationships, it's huge to be able to say, I have this product and I can help your other customers. You know, even, um, yeah, like you said, these, these, these customers are super hungry to know when's this coming back? When can I get a loan? I know, uh, of some, some borrowers that had to get private money just to buy a house and they're paying 10%, 11% right. just, you know, and just waiting cause they thought the product would come back, you know, they're self-employed. So like private money lists or private money lenders are a great source for, for new business. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So like with this whole COVID thing, it's just, it's insane about like, I mean, the, like, you know, obviously the, 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 no one could go into houses the the whole real estate market in general just sort of halted for a little bit. You know, I mean, there was some business being done, but I think, you know, appraisers were afraid to go into houses some, mm-hmm. somewhat, you know, rightfully so. And then there was, you know, there was a product that just, just sort of disappeared all of a sudden. Even like big, big firms like UWM stopped doing certain kind of loans. Mm-hmm. You know, they just, everything kind of froze up. I think overall the real estate market sort of just took a pause, like a break, you know, and, and as well, but I'm seeing, you know, just from some, some, you know, reports on CNBC and, you know, things like that, that the housing market is starting to, to uptick and there's a lot of activity. There's a, um, a good amount of, not in some of these bad areas, obviously, that are, that are getting hit right mm-hmm. now with the, the protests and the, the riots. But, you know, there's, I think there's some, some, some real positive, you know, outlook on real estate in general in the market because I think, hopefully people, you know, realize they need to, you know, they probably need to move. Right. And like, so what do you thought, what are your thoughts on, uh, just overall in general, the market, like kind of where it's headed? Yeah, I think, uh, I think, you know, buyers are going to want to come out in, in mass quantities. And, and, um, like for me, like you touched upon, upon this a little bit earlier, you know, bigger backyard, maybe an extra bedroom. Uh, I think the appetite for for some of the bigger space stuff is going to rise, and you know, in California, that's going to cost a pretty penny. So, I think people are already planning their next move because mm-hmm. being inside that being inside of your home for two months, you're just planning on what's out there for the future. So, I think um, you know where the market was a couple a couple months ago, obviously in, in a negative way, but coming it back out of it so quickly is giving everybody positivity. You know, buyers, loan officers, lenders. Um, so it was just like I said, a summer break, but I think it's going to uptake pretty strong. Yeah, and and I think from people I know that have listed homes, they're mm-hmm. um, they're like it's sold right away at price, you know market price, and you know we could only show qualified borrowers because of the COVID, so they didn't want just random people walking through the house, so they had to you know set appointments and things like that. All so right. it's you know it's a it's a different time, but you know people are doing what they have to to make it work. They're mm-hmm. they're changing their business models a little bit. And I think, I think the summer is going to be huge. I think, you know, we're now in June, it's June, it's early June and we got July ahead, August ahead, even September for, for a lot of, uh, a lot of real estate stuff to move. So it's right now is the time to get this product in your tool belt so you can 
offer it and get these realtors happy and these borrowers happy. So yeah, I wonder how I wonder if there's like a graph of like when you could try Airbnb bookings. Yeah, if like the most recent like week or two weeks have been like seeing like a dramatic increase. Yeah, because uh, I you know I, I know my buddies have booked Airbnbs in Dallas and Austin. Um, I'm going to Florida. you know Palm Desert for Fourth mm-hmm. of July. So I I think as as time goes on, time heals, data heals, and I think everybody's looking towards that next real estate investment purchase rental property uh, right. because that's always one of those you know common stability things you know it's, yeah. it might take a downturn for a brief moment but it's it's going to go up continuously yeah one time. of the one of the things that i saw uh happen right when this came down i think it was in in march uh all ton of airbnb properties went on craigslist for like month to month rentals mm-hmm. or six month rental or even you know annual rentals um, yeah, if those didn't get picked up during that process, they're probably pulling them all off. Like, right. just kidding. Let's put them back on Airbnb because right. that's where the money's made. Right. And yeah. like, let's talk about that real quick. So on the DSCR, mm-hmm. Airbnb income is, is okay. Right. Uh, so yeah, so there's a couple different overlays for, for the, uh, DSCR refinance. Um, I believe for the, for the short term, so for the immediate short term rental, um, it's now still a little halted because it's, it's too soon to tell what the, what the data is looking like. Right. But, uh, for the longer, uh, you need 12 month history for Airbnb. Okay. So that it's the, for the immediate short term, that's still being affected. But if you have a year, still a year, year's worth of data, then mm-hmm. you're still looking good. Cause it's almost like a long-term rental. That's so. good. Yeah. yeah. Some, some areas never really took Airbnb off, I think. And, um, but a lot of them did a lot yeah. of the, the, the places where people like to go, right. You know, some of the ski resort probably areas didn't ever stop. Like, you know, like Utah maybe, or, um, Montana, Wyoming, yeah. stuff like that. Hawaii did though. I think there was a little bit of issues in Hawaii, but because you had to fly there, yeah, yeah. the whole flight thing, yeah. right, right, and uh, quarantine for fourteen days. Right, <laughs> glad that's over. Yes. Well, hopefully for for good, but uh, right. we'll see. All right, another thing is uh, getting approved with fund loans. I mean, that's uh, you know always some, it's some sometimes it's a it's a bear to get approved with people, but. Tell us the, real quick the process of getting approved with the fund loans. Yeah, it's been it's been a common question, and with the with the uh, releasing of new products, uh, how can we get approved with fund loans? How can we offer these bank statement products? Um, our product our process is very easy. Uh, our broker approval team issues an approval within twenty four hours. Uh, your account executive will send you the broker package. It's, mm-hmm. it's a PDF fillable document, so I think it's about twenty seven pages, but mostly it's just uh, you know attorney verbiage. Right. Uh, but for the most part, it's very easy. We have a very simple process. We issue you log in when you get approved we get you approval letter mm-hmm. um and uh and uh, that's one of those things that's been consistent as a as a part of positive uh line for fund loans awesome yeah so if you have a loan a live loan send it mm-hmm. in get get with alex or one of your aes and and uh, if, if you don't have an ae yet this guy's good so <laughs> um send it send in your you know your scenario you get a mm-hmm. rate quote and then get that packet we'll get that package to you and so on and so forth and right before you know it you'll be uh cranking all right so there might be some hesitancy about non-qm in 2020 right like is non-qm safe in 2020 because it got taken away there's people even out there saying like non-qm shouldn't exist all this stuff but what say you is non-qm safe in 2020 yeah, great question. I think non-QM is very safe. Um, a lot of things that we were going to touch upon in this podcast, but June 1st, we launched five new non-QM products. Uh, we have full guidelines, full matrices, full rate sheets, rates starting from 399 to six and a half. Um, it's truly back. It's truly safe and it's ready to rock and roll. Love it. 
Let's get some submissions. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, so it's safe, but like, is it too restrictive? Like, is it, is there no one going to qualify or is it kind of a little wider? Like, is it, tell me more about that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's wider than I thought it was going to be when it came back. Um, you know, you could still do a DCR to 65% purchase. Right. You could still do cash out um, on all of our programs, uh, bank statement, full doc, DSCR. Asset depletion, mix exactly. and match with the bank statement. You could do cash out for asset depletion. Very aggressive guidelines for qualifying as well. It's definitely yeah. meant for your borrower to qualify for a loan versus trying to keep them out. Um, there are overlays, but it's it's very reasonable. Um, right, right. And, and I think as time continues, this is a good indicator of how quickly it's going to come back in full strength. Right. So there's not like 90% LTV yet, mm-hmm. which right. is... Never really loved 90, but I mean, it got the job done, got people into their houses, self-employed borrowers. Um, but... but uh, I think, you know, that's going to, I think we're at 75 right now for, for a purchase, mm-hmm. which is, you know, better than others out there and, and some, and you know, some, it's a little less than others, but I know the LTV is going to gradually grow and get to 80. And I think 80 is a really great spot for, for people to purchase. Um, but you know, and, and as we go on 85 and you know, we'll see if 90 comes back, but. Right. Um, and, and, and for relaunching this, relaunch this product on June 1st, yeah, we've so already had, you know, maybe one or two updates. So right. this is going to be changing in a positive way. You know, we, right. we're kind of started from here. We're going to keep on going up here like and it. we're going to keep on learning from what, you know, this paper performs and right. it's going to continue to perform. So that's why I think it's very safe. And when it comes back, it's still going to continue to perform. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for the you know more affluent borrowers, the the ones that you know have complex in, in cl- income and stuff like that, um, you know DTI's been pretty strict over the last several months. Where are we at on our new products for as DTI's go? You know whether it's full doc, bank statements, asset utilization, DSCR stuff like that. Yeah, so across the the programs, um, you could go up to fifty percent back end DTI. Okay, uh, whether you're full doc, whether you're bank statement, whether you're blended with bank statement and asset depletion. Okay. Um, you can go up to 50, which is great. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that makes it, makes it a little easier to qualify. And, um, anything else, like as far as, you know, can you exclude certain payments and things like that? Like I think before we could exclude cars if the business paid for it, or we could exclude kind of, that's pretty general stuff, right? Yeah. It follows the same, uh, same guidelines as, as a couple months ago. So you can't exclude it if you could prove that your business is paying for it, or if you're not liable for that liability, if your mom has showed record of paying for it or what have you, Makes sense. um, which is good. Uh, it's, it's definitely not as, uh, not as strict, um, as perhaps it was once before. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I kind of just think it picked up where it left off, which is great for us. Uh, and the big thing for me, for especially for bank statements, is the fact that you could have multiple bank accounts. Right. Because um, you know when you own a business, often you have multiple. We have multiple here, so mm-hmm. um, makes sense. I mean, you might have one for you know one part of your business. If you have retail wholesale, if you have, you know, like if you're a hairdresser, you know, you might have. Or a salon, you might have one for your, you know, your um, shop where you're selling the, the, you know, the, all the different products, and then you have one for the the hairdressers that are doing their stuff. And mm-hmm. So there's there's you might have a lot of different bank accounts, and that matters. You know, some some non QM. I remember remember in the past it was like you could only have one bank statement. That was it. Mm-hmm. And this is you can blend multiple. You just can't have right. transfers between, right? Like same, the same money can't be going back and forth and you can't double count it. Exactly. That's and, good. Yeah. And if DTI is still an issue, uh, you could always add a non-occupant co-borrower with our guidelines. Mm-hmm. It's a 5% LTV reduction, but there's no, 
the occupant needs to make a you know x amount of dollars there's no blended ratio minimum or maximum which is great you could add on add on anybody for as a non-occupant co-borrower and you can meet ratios that way that's great um you could still take gift funds. Uh, gift funds were the same as they were before, so that that didn't go away. Mm -hmm. uh, so if it's seventy five percent LTV purchase, you need fifteen percent gift. If you need all the gift, you can do that as well. That's so good. that that's a that's a big one. That that's going to be a common question for your brokers and your borrowers. What about property types and unique kind of properties? Anything different on that or? Uh, the main difference is the flexibility on non-warrantable condos, but non-warrantable condos were always kind of iffy. But we can still do, you know, multi-units, still do condos, still do high-rise condos, um, SFRs, of course, PUDs, townhomes. Uh, there's really no restriction on property type, up to 20 acres. Um, it could be agricultural, uh, depending on where it is in the country, but um, check with your AE. So. What about loans to one borrower, like if you have eight properties, 10 properties, 20 properties, like yeah. what restrictions, do you know, off the top of your yeah, head? Yeah. 20 finance properties, nice. uh, which is a lot. And it, it's, it's, uh, it's just like it was before, which is mm -hmm. great. Um, and you can still have up to 5 million for one borrower. So if you need to do multiple loans, you can still do that. Um, so, uh, the overall threshold for finance properties is still pretty high. That's great. Mm -hmm. Lots of good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you guys are looking for more content like this, we have a Fun Loans YouTube channel where we give away more tips, secrets, and origination ideas. You can also email us at info at funloans.com. And if you've made it this far, I think it's safe to say you like our content. So please subscribe, share, and send us your scenarios. Let's fund loans together.